Girls, Music Girls, coming to you from the tri-state area. Grab some snack, pour yourself some wine, or crack open a cold one. Tune in to have a good time. I'm Brandy J, and this is Casey Lynn. This intro was made by C. Jarrell. We'll put his trick handle and Instagram page. He is a beat maker. So first off, we're going to start with our first segment, which is the hot news. Hi! Uh, I'm Casey Lynn. This is our hot news. I'll start talking off then with Miley Cyrus winning. Uh, she won record of the year, and then she won best pop solo performance. Yeah, she did. Record of the year and best pop solo performance for Flowers, which was her first ever Grammy win. Yeah, honestly, I'm so happy she won that award because Miley. I know she's such a hit and miss with people, but yeah. she she really had a good album this time. She really had a good album. I just wish it wasn't only for flowers. Um, but I understand why. I understand why it's like the feeling, the emotion, and mm-hmm. everything that went into it. I just personally, I feel like used to be um was a better song, yeah. but each their own. No, I agree. I we talked a little bit about that when it was happening. I definitely agree. Used to be young. I I also personally think is the better song, but I do like Flowers a lot. I like how much um, it's her kind of, I guess, reclaiming in a way what happened with um, Liam. Liam is describing too. Yeah, Liam. Liam. Um, I I like it, and I loved her. Um when she was performing it and she was like don't act like you don't know this song I know she's like uh uh thought I could cry and then I remembered I just won my first Grammy I'm so happy for her I really am yeah I am too she's such an honest and pure soul and it's kind of just nice to see a lot of that growth from her so it was good to kind of exactly and like she's an incredibly talented singer she is even with um like the change in her voice like the raspiness of everything she has really like still has grown as an artist which is very hard for I feel like singers to do especially when they have like that such a drastic vocal change mm-hmm. so it was very good to kind of just see that no I agree a hundred percent I'm I am really really happy for her honestly um I'm also happy for uh I think we talked about this a little bit. Um, is Billy. I'm really happy for Billy. She won, I think, Song of the Year. Yes, she did. She did. Oh my gosh. And it's it's actually kind of funny because those that song is in the Barbie movie, wasn't it? Yes, that is yeah. um if you've seen the Barbie movie, which I think most people have by this point, when Barbie is talking to um I believe her name is, the character's name was Ruth. She's the woman who made Barbie, and she's, like, talking about coming becoming human. That's what's playing in the background of what was I made for. I know. That was that was really good for her to win that, too. I was I was very pleased with that. Especially after everything from um, Happier Than Ever, I think last year, not winning anything. Yeah, which was surprising, but I guess. <laughs> I... I- Listen, I'm actually personally like a big fan of Billy. I love her. I actually just got when I got my um record player for Christmas, I got the happier than ever vinyl and it is it's just so good. It's so I feel like she kinda like Miley's very hit or miss for people for some reason, but I like her. She's also very genuine and very talented. And yeah. I also like how much she works with her brother. Yeah, she's also grown as an artist, which is also kind of nice to see. Because I remember she had this very, like, grunge look when she, like, first started. And she's kind of, like, transformed in different ways. I know there was some controversy with her, but she's also very talented as an artist. I wasn't even realizing there was any kind of um, real controversy with her. Yeah, with her boyfriend. Oh, uh, the guy from the neighborhood. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, another big award was best pop vocal album, which went to Midnight by Taylor Swift, which I believe is also that's when she um uh, announced her eleventh album, the Tortured Poets Department. I believe it's called. I don't know. I'm a little. Surprised. 
surprised that they gave her that end album of the year. I just okay. Let me say something real quick. So okay. I like Taylor. I I do too. I do like Taylor. I like Taylor, but I just feel like I just feel like Midnight's was not her best work, in my opinion. I do understand why they did give her that album. It's because she plays with a lot of different instruments, mm-hmm. different beats, different tones, different styles, and all the songs are each uniquely different, which is true. They are. And they're each kind of telling a story. She's always been a good storyteller. I just feel like Scissor's album was a little bit better. Oh, for album of the year, yeah, yeah. Just, just in my opinion, because it's just it's it. Like she worked on it for five years. That's a lot of dedication. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of craft. Um, yeah. She's not hurt by it, which is great. <laughs> um, but it'd just be nice if she kind of just won. You know. I do agree, and I. In that kind of vein, I that's sort of why, especially if they were giving her best album of the year, that's sort of why I wish they gave best pop vocal album to Guts by Olivia Rodrigo because that is a very good album too. I it really, is, it's a really good album. It's really good. Uh, I mean, a lot of places named it the best album of the year of 2023. It's very good. I'm, I'm honestly really surprised that Olivia won nothing. Just didn't win I know, a single. that's what surprised me too because Olivia Rodrigo's song Vampire was like such a summer hit. Like even though it's such a dis- like depressing song, kind of like how mm-hmm. Burner Boy's Last Last is, it was it was on the radio for the whole summer. So I, yeah. I totally thought she was going to take something home. I thought she was going to win something for that. And that just did not happen. I know. I'm really, I'm really surprised. I'm kind of sad for her, but you know what? She, I think she's going to have a very good year this year with her tour and all that. You know, she'll be fine. I, you know, there's always next year, the year after. She's, she's going to be okay at the end of the day. I'm just surprised. Yeah, I think, I think she'll, I think she'll use this as an opportunity to kind of just grow. Mm-hmm. Um, because even like the fact that she was even on there, I feel like it's such an honor, even if you don't win. Especially when one of the things she was nominated was a non-single song on the album for Best Rock Song. Yes. So there's a lot of like opportunity there. There's a lot of opportunity for growth. There's a lot of opportunity for change. So I feel like, you know, she should just use this as a way to just kind of propel herself. And I'm glad that she did because she cut away from that kid look to more mm-hmm. of that adult look, which is such a hard thing to do. It is. Yeah. No, she's she's gonna be um I think she should be proud of herself. But speaking of the rock categories, uh, I know you are very happy. I know, this. I was so excited. <laughs> Best rock album going to This Is Why by Paramore. Oh, Foo Fighters and um, Metallica too. I didn't realize that. Oh, like, let me say something about Paramore. Like, I love Paramore. I have loved them since I was a little girl. Like, they are such, like, Haley is such a creative person. Like, every single time, like, people think she can't outdo herself, she does it again. Like, I know a lot of people were upset that it kind of won um, Best Rock Album as a band, which is the first time actually winning because Haley actually has a Grammy Award by herself as a singer. Mm-hmm. So I know some people are upset because they're like, this is why it's not really a rock song. But it is because they, they sell themselves as a rock band. They just are playing with different sounds and they kind of been doing that since like the album like you know um happy which was kind of like her divorce album from her husband um but it was it was just so good and it was nice to just kind of see them kind of grow and get like the recognition that they they deserved yeah i know i absolutely agree um i'm very excited for them too and then i'm also very excited for uh victoria monet winning best new artist that's because she's been around for a while hasn't she She's been around for a while now. It's all about hard work and dedication. I know she's written a couple songs for Ariana Grande, and they're actually like really big hit songs. 
Um, so it's just kind of nice to kind of see her get that recognition as an artist for herself and propel her forward. Like, yes, she kind of kicked Noah out of the way. Um, <laughs> but Noah is also here to stay. So this yeah, no, Noah's Noah's gonna be fine. Um honestly, he's growing so much. He'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, there's 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 opportunity. There's opportunity for him to kind of you know just get by. But that that was definitely for Victoria Monet. But it was just a little bit overdue. No, I agree. And then SZA also did not leave empty-handed because she got, I believe, best duet performance with uh, Phoebe Bridgers for Ghost in the Machine, which I need to listen to that. I didn't even realize they had a song together. I they, need to listen to that. She's also going to make a song with, guess what? Paramore. Paramore. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm very excited for her. And she also got Best Progressive R&B Album. And is there another one? Or is that it? That might be it. Yeah, she only had three Grammys. But even still, that's, like, so good for her to kind of, you know, get that, like, just that foot in the door, that means great things and more to come. Exactly. No, and I think everyone should be very proud of her. She should be very happy with herself. SOS is great. SOS is a great album. I do wish it one album of the year. I do think it, it deserved it maybe a little bit more. But quickly pivoting, actually, before we get into, well, let's just say this about, this was one of the controversies of the night was, I don't know if you heard much about this, I think I might have talked to you about it though, was the whole everyone believing Taylor Swift was like snubbing or being rude to um Celine Dion and a lot of people aren't happy that she chose the Grammys to announce her new album, but the big one seems to be the Celine Dion thing but see with that, Celine Dion has this person syndrome I don't think Taylor is allowed to hug her. No, I don't think so. I don't think anyone is really allowed to touch her, preferably because of the fact that she is so sick. I just think kind of a lot of people mostly just took sort of a lot of offense to it because it's Taylor Swift and she won fourth album, which means that she broke ties with, you know. Mm -hmm. She broke a record, but I think it's like Thanks to Natra and Paul Simon and someone else, she now has like the the most amount of best album of the year awards. Yes, which we can all sit here and talk about for hours is just kind of, it's okay. It's a little strange, but I think people just kind of took that issue and just added it to the fact of like, yeah, the Celine Dion thing. Um. I do think the she might she probably should not have announced at the Grammys is a little bit. Oh yes, that was a little bit that was a little bit pretentious on her part. But I do also feel like she was probably excited that she yeah, won. Yeah, I think she was. I think she was just excited. I don't even think it was when she broke the tie. I think it was when she won Best Pop Vocal. I don't think she thought she was winning Album of the Year because if you actually see her face when she won, she seems very surprised. Oh, yeah, that's true. She did. And then you also see Ed Sheeran in the background. Oh, my boy, Ed. Poor, poor Ed Sheeran. He just needs to just, you know, just, just, just make another banger album. You know what, though? At the same time, though, I don't think he cares about that anymore. I don't think so either. I really don't. I think he's making music for himself now. Like, he's making, he's, he's doing what he wants to do. And I think he sort of said that about some tracks. Not so much that, like, this is not to say that he's not giving fans like stuff that they want, but he said, like, that subtract, I think, was a lot more for him than anybody else. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, but you know what? That's for the best. Honestly, that's that's how you make better music. I mean, NF does the same thing. Like, he used to be so focused on kind of like getting the awards and the attention, and now you know, he just has kind of like the solid following, so he just makes the music he makes, and it works for him. Yeah, and sometimes that's how it is. And it's really good. It is. It is. So, do you want to talk about Killer Mike, though, now? Yes, I can. Okay, so <laughs> rap album of the year. Is Killer Mike's album, Michael. So, 
Oh my gosh, there was so much to unpack. So, in order for me to talk about this, I like listened to this album probably like twenty times, <laughs> um, <laughs> because I needed to get the full experience of everything that was going on. So, just for a little bit of background, just for a little bit of background slash context, Killer Mike is an older rapper. So the lineup was pretty tough because Metro Boom was there. And then Travis Scott was there. And even if Travis Scott doesn't have a Grammy, that doesn't mean that he's not competition. He has a huge following. But Killer Mike won. And it was it was pretty interesting because the album itself, and I, I highly recommend the album to anyone who especially doesn't listen to rap because it's very interesting to listen to. He kind of brought back old rap into the mainstream pipeline with with that being said that's actually what a lot of people have kind of been asking for and it's nice because it it kind of feels like such a soul searching album so i felt like it was very well deserved because it was it was really good yeah no i heard good things about it i will say mostly from you and then people talking about it on twitter because i will say i never heard of killer mike before sunday i'm so sorry to that man it's such an underground thing. I feel like you have to be in that hip-hop space to really know who he is. But then again, I could be wrong because there are even people in the hip-hop space that didn't even know who Killer Mike was. And I was like, that's actually kind of crazy. But okay. But still, it's it's sort of like also in a way like a Jelly Roll, how he, I don't know much about him other than I think he's like 40. And yeah. he's finally getting his recognition. Like, he got a nomination for Best New Artist. And I think he did, at something, win an award for being, like, a new artist. It's sort of, like, things like that. But, like, it's really cool that he's, like, bringing back, like, that old school kind of rap that hasn't been around for a while. Yeah, because a lot of it now is, um, it's just it's just different. So it's just nice to see somebody like him kind of bring back that old vibe of kind of like storytelling and just the, i mean his his grammy and like Nas's grammy is like long overdue <laughs> long overdue Nas is also a rapper from the late 90s he inspired rappers like j cole to rap um yep. but he didn't he didn't win his grammy for a rap album of the year to 2021 so it's kind of like yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but no it's it's good for him it's actually it's very it's very good for him actually it is and it's super exciting it is there's a lot of controversy a lot of controversy a lot of people were upset but it was it was great because people who didn't know him they ended up finding the album which boosted up his streamings up to 700% which means that he now has a huge following and it's only up from here it really is i know you were saying um obviously people are upset you were telling me a little bit about something that happened with Joe Budden yeah so Joe Budden is a podcast streamer who got in a little bit of a scuffle <laughs> with, with Kai. I like that use of, it was a scuffle. Yeah, a little bit of a scuffle with Kai um, because Kai was just a little bit upset and he felt like Killer Mike should have never won the album because he felt like Travis Scott's album, Utopia, deserved to win. And I also have listened to Utopia. And here's the thing. <sighs> Travis Scott feels like an artist who's kind of just like he he's interesting but I feel like he kind of got comfortable. I don't know if it's because of like the the whole thing with Astroworld and all the controversy surrounding that but it's just Utopia just wasn't one of his best works. I mean to me he kind of sounded a little bit like Kanye West which was a little bit strange but each their own um <laughs> but they they got into a straight couple on joe budden was basically saying how the younger rap slash hip-hop audience no longer appreciates what real rap is which in some ways i can see what he's saying but the thing is the sound is always like evolving and like you know kai did not take good offense to that and kind of went on his whole little rant <laughs> that he does <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, that he does. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I find it a shame, honestly, that, listen, like we just said, we both personally believe album of the year should have gone to Sizzle. However, we're also not about to get into, like, scuffles over Taylor Swift winning either. So I find it unfortunate that, like, you can't, they can't just be happy for Killer Mike, you know what I mean? Yeah, they can't, and it, it, it also sucks, too, because it's like, I feel like people are trying to say, oh, well, he's, he's an old person, or, you know, he's an activist, which is true, he is an activist, he's actually very active in Atlanta, he does a lot of activism work. Oh, that is him! Yeah, that's who Killer Mike is, so that's what I'm trying to say, like, it's just, it's just the thing is, a lot of people don't associate that was the fact that he raps, you get it? But he started out as a rapper. That's really what he was. He's literally, like, one-third member of a group from, like, literally the late 90s. So he was rapping, and then he just switched over from rap to, you know, being an activist. And then he was out in the protests, especially during the George Ford era. He was active during the Donald Trump versus Biden election. Like, that's who he is. He's always been down for the brown. Like, he's just out in the public. (laughs) Even to the dismay of, you know, like the people who don't want him to do that. Like, <laughs> the dismay of people who don't. <laughs> they don't. They don't want him to do that. They just want him to just sit here and just, you know. And it's funny because on the song, he, he actually has a song that talks about that, which is called Talking That Shit, <laughs> which is very good, oh. by the way. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Interesting. I'm literally like, oh, CeeLo Green. That's fun. I'm sorry. I'm literally looking at the track list. Oh, now. yeah. CeeLo Green was also on the album. He was on the song Down by Law, which was also really good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, sorry. I'm just looking at the Ty Dollar sign, Andre 3000, and Future. Yes, and I mean, even, even that, too. Once I knew, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I knew he was going to win album of the year once the scientist and engineer song came out because let me tell you why because the thing with rap is that there's so many different types of rappers like there's trap rappers there's Afrobeats rappers there's old school rappers and then there's rappers who are just kind of lyrical or Mm -hmm. you know they're rhythm based and he managed to pull four different distinct rappers together and put them on a song and the song didn't sound bad now listen that's impressive i love j cole i love him to death i love all of his songs but the off season was just not a fan favorite of mine because he tried to pull all these different people and it's like they didn't blend well so once Killer Mike did that, and I was like, wow, he has Future on the song. I was like, what the hell? I said, how is this going to sound? And I listened to the song. I was like, wait. I was like, he actually managed to mix all of these different people together in a way where it actually sounded good. And that's good that he was able to do that. It is. It, it shows that, like, you know, like, he has a talent. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, you actually were able to do this. <laughs> No, and I'm, you know what, honestly, good for him then, winning pretty much a big chunk of the rap category. Not yeah, he time. did, yeah. <laughs> good for him, honestly. So, Billboard put out their, I believe yesterday, the recipients of their Women in Music Awards. I believe the ceremony, yes, the ceremony is going to be happening, attending on March 6th of this year. And then you can watch it on Billboard the next day on March 7th. And like I said, yesterday they announced the recipient. So they're going to have... Carol G is the recipient of the Woman of the Year Award. And I believe she also won... best. She won an award at the Grammys, too, on Sunday. I want to say best. She won... She won... She definitely won a Grammy because Christina Aguilera gave it. She won music... Musica Ubernada album. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which Latin global effort. Yeah. Which good for her. I so I don't know much about her, honestly, other than like my coworker is a fan of her. Um, he's mentioned her a few times, he's played me a few of her songs, and she's good. That's nice. Apparently she's had like a very like incredible year. I believe she did like a sold out arena. I don't know if it was arena, but she did a sold out tour for sure. 
um i believe she's been like making kind of waves especially in like the latin music world i assume so that's kind of nice that like a latin artist specifically is kind of getting that recognition of woman of the year in music you know what i mean yeah i've listened to one of her songs because <laughs> someone from my job is actually like a huge fan of her so like i'll play her songs a lot in the morning yeah no so I definitely want maybe maybe I'll check her out a little bit more because that's exciting. And then other recipient, Charlie SCX, is going to get their Power House Award. They named Ice, <clears throat> Ice Spice their hit maker. Interesting. Uh, Carly- yeah, interesting. For, I feel like that's so early in Ice Spice's career, honestly. Yeah, it is, actually. Okay. But you know what? I like Ice Spice. I, do um, too. I, don't, I really don't mind her. So she seems very fun. Seemed, I believe at the VMAs, it was her and Taylor Swift were sitting next to each other and they were just kind of like talking and like kind of dancing the whole time. They, she seems fun, so I'm happy for her. Kylie Minogue is their icon. Mm. Luisa Sonza is their global force. I'm, a, I'm sorry if I mispronounced her name. I'm not aware of who this is. Marin Morris is getting their Visionary Award, I believe that says. New Jeans is their group of the year. I heard a little bit of New Jeans, not of New Jeans. Let me read. Let me read this. I have not heard like a New Jeans song. I don't believe, but I've heard a little bit about New Jeans, um, like in passing. Mm. Um, so I might check them out because I'm kind of interested because I feel like I keep seeing them come up. I know I've seen them come up a lot too. Thames is their breakthrough. Yes, Thames is so good. I actually recommend Thames to you. I feel like you like her. She's she's very like she's uh, I'm trying to think of who she kind of she's kind of like the mothers you listen to. That Oh, mother mother? Yes, like she's very like thought provoking and uses a lot of like good rhythm and beats. It's very like I I feel like calming is like the wrong word, but she's a really good artist. She has such a good song, Free Mind, Interference. Those are really good songs to check out. I actually recommend those. I absolutely will then. Victoria Monet was named the rising star. And then somebody named Young, I am so sorry if I'm going to pronounce it, mispronounce it. I'm not sure how you would say this. Young Miko is their Impact Award recipient. Young, that name sounds familiar. Young, and the whole event will be hosted by Tracy Ellis which is fun. Oh, that will be fun. Okay, um, so yeah, that's actually pretty fun. I like that. I like, I like just that we're celebrating women in music, especially this year. I know, I know, and there's there's a lot of like good artists too. Yeah. Uh, what else? Some new music came out today, obviously, because it is Friday. I believe Noah Khan has re-released. He's like the album that he's basically been kind of releasing all year, the Stick Season Forever, mm-hmm. um, I, which has now a feature with Brandy Carlisle and Gregory Isaac Allen or something like that is also on it, which is fun. I really thought he was going to be releasing a version with a feature on every single one of the songs, sort of like Fall Out Boy did a few years ago. But I guess not. But that's exciting that I haven't had a chance to check that out yet today. Uh, I will. I haven't checked it out, though, because I have been listening to the new Conan Gray song, Lonely Dancers, like all day. Mm -hmm. And it is so good. I'm so excited. He announced his third album last week, Found Heaven, out April 5th. Everyone better listen. I'm very excited. I'm really excited. I really, really, really like Conan Gray. Mm. Um, I am such a big fan of him and it's fun because this album sort of seems to be going like an 80s 80s like vibe like 80s synth pop like what he just put out uh, Lonely Dances is very 80s synth pop uh, yeah I I actually heard like and saw a little snippet of it yeah it it, I, it is yeah and I mean if you look at the cover for Found Heaven it's very um reminiscent of david bowie uh, i know so excited. yeah i'm very excited i'm a huge fan of his i could not be happier about this i know a lot of people on twitter mostly had kind of like mixed reactions to this song mm-hmm. um they're like oh it's all right it's fine i 
it's not like an earworm I would say it's like I wouldn't say it's something like super catchy that you're going to be like kind of singing to yourself mm. but it's a very good song it's very fun the video is a lot of fun and it's just it's a little bit different than what I feel like he normally does in a way because usually his songs are a lot more you know down key they're a little sadder and like this isn't necessarily like a happy happy song because he said a few times he wrote it after like the first time he broke up with this person he'd been dating for a while mm. but it's it it's just a good song I very much recommend listening to that song and uh J. Cole announced an album coming out too didn't he Yes, he did. It's called Default Off. So it will soon be coming out. We will soon have some more J. Cole music, which will be great to kind of listen to. He's very thought-provoking. A little bit more on the controversial side, Kanye West is also releasing an album with um, Ty Dolla Sign. I know last night, he was actually performing in Chicago with his daughter, Northwest. And him and Northwest actually have a song. And that's actually a pretty popular thing that some artists are doing. Drake did that with his son. And Chris Brown also had his child on one of his songs. Or was in possibly his album cover, too. So it's an and interesting thing. Don't Jay-Z and Beyonce do that with Blue Ivy as well? Yeah, they do. So it's an interesting thing, I guess, they're trying to kind of like, you know, create like kind of like what movie stars have that whole like Nepo Baby thing, but like with music. Which is fun. And I mean, there's definitely a few Nepo Babies in music, but I don't know how much of musicians themselves, like Gracie Abrams, who was up for Best New Artist. I mean, her father is JJ Abrams, you know? Yeah, so there's, 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 they're, they're trying to do their thing. It's super exciting. And then on some kind of cool news or fun fact, if you're interested, The Weeknd has also re-released his album recently, The Highlights, which was one of his popular albums. So that oh. is also out for re-release. So feel free to listen to that as well. I like The Weeknd. Yeah, actually, kind of, <laughs> actually, kind of on the topic of The Weeknd, really quick before we wrap up the hot, these little hot news. So this Sunday is the Super Bowl. And obviously, Usher will be doing the halftime show. Uh, I don't know. What are you thinking? Because I'm thinking it's going to sort of be like like the weekends back in like 2021 when he did it. And like, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't anything like particularly special either. I kind of get the vibe that that's sort of going to be like Usher's halftime show. I don't know. Because here's the thing with Usher. It's like when mm-hmm. Usher has a concert, it's sold out. Like, people oh. come. Yeah, it's actually surprising. Like, he hasn't made any music <laughs> for a while. But, like, people come. So, it's like... I said draw his name. I know. So, I don't know. I feel like, honestly, I won't be surprised if he has a halftime show kind of like Beyonce, to be honest. Oh, okay. But yeah, now, what do you think of the rumors that Justin Bieber might show up? I think that would be great. I know Justin is doing some kind of concerts here and there. I know I know fans have been begging for an Eras tour. Um, <laughs> I've been begging are for you, yeah, an Eras tour. Are you one of the fans? Yes, I have been begging also for an Eras tour. I'm like, <laughs> please, Justin, please. But... I am actually really happy that he is getting back into music, especially I know over the summer he kind of ended his contract that he had with his one record label and tried to like free himself from that. So he's, it's it's nice to see him doing some music stuff again. Like no, that's super exciting. Yeah, I'd be interested. I wouldn't think that, but like I'm sure might have like a uh, Beyonce level halftime show. But now I'm interested. I I'm interested to see that. I am because it's 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 such like if you look it up and you see like like the crowd and stuff like they're so dope. It's like crazy. I honestly and I don't mean to like because un- Usher is very talented. I don't mean to undermine Usher's talent in any way. I just wouldn't think that 
2024 Usher would be able to do something like that, if that makes I sense. I mean, that's fair, because one time Justin Timberlake did perform, and he did that wild dance in front of all of these people. <laughs> you, did, you, didn't have, you didn't have to remind me of that. <laughs> that's what I it's do. okay. It's all right. You didn't have to remind me of that. <laughs> I think okay. I sent that clip to you, actually. You did. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> when that happened... So for anyone listening, that two step was crazy. <laughs> so for anyone listening who somehow won't would not know, me and Brandy have been friends since college, and I believe we were in college when he did the halftime show. And I believe we were sitting in our quad at our school, and I was just trying to enjoy my coffee <laughs> and my muffin or a pizza bagel. I don't remember what it was, but usually I have a coffee when I sat in that quad. And you showed me that, and I believe I said, "Okay, you didn't have to show me that." <laughs> to be fair, though, to be fair, though, I think I did repay you back years later by showing you any Mania music video from Fallout Boy that involved those llamas. Yes! Oh my God! This that also <laughs> didn't need to happen. <laughs> so, um, it'll be very interesting. I'm excited. I'm definitely now kind of interested and excited to see what Usher has to do. Know, it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a fun concert. He can play a lot of different songs. So you think he'll be confessing? What he chooses to really do you think he'll do confessing? Yes, I hope so because that's such a classic. It's such a good song. I, I, I would be words. I'd be surprised if he didn't do confessing. I would I be very it. surprised to I, I hope he doesn't do this thing where he's like, oh, I don't perform that song. I know that's like such a popular thing for artists to do now, but like, come on now. Oh. Like, if you don't perform it, why is it on the set list? <laughs> exactly. So, obviously, whenever we whenever we record again after the Super Bowl, we'll talk about how we did and what we thought. Oh. I think that's it for the news. The only other thing I saw, like, yesterday was I saw that Girl in Red is going to be doing a song with Sabrina Carpenter. I don't really know Girl in Red like that, but I am a Sabrina Carpenter fan, and I am a fan of anything she does. So I am excited to listen to that, whatever oh, that yeah. might be. Yeah, that one Sabrina Carpenter song I listened to, that that sold me on it. I, <laughs> I'm a fan now. <laughs> yeah, no, Sabrina, see, what I really like is how both, Sabrina Carpenter and Olivia Rodrigo have been able to kind of pull themselves from that drama of 2021 that they found themselves in. And like, of course, obviously, I mean, everyone still kind of brings them up together. I mean, I'm doing it right now. It's hard right now not to kind of bring them both into the conversation. But I think this past year has been a good year for both of them Mm. with uh, guts for Olivia and opening for Taylor for Sabrina and I'm really glad both of them are just kind of coming into their own you know what I mean yeah and it's it's nice I hate when people try to make other female performers really compete because it's just it's just strange to me because they don't do it with the men like the men are always welcome to just coexist copy each other um, take each other's names and and no one really like says anything exactly it, it's very rarely like people will say anything but it's always with kind of like the female pop stars and the female singers and artists that they always kind of try to do this weird competition it was kind of like taylor swift and beyonce at the grammy mm-hmm. they're two different genres like why are we doing this exactly so yeah that is all i have for kind of like pop culture topic news. Do you want to start us off on our concert news? Yes. So obviously, you know, winter is leaving. It is almost spring. So you know what that means? It is concert season. So concerts are literally coming up. Justin Timberlake will be going on tour um, since this is the tri-state area and we are kind of somewhat of a tri-state area focused broadcast. We would just say that Justin Timberlake will be in tour in and in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center on October 7th, 2024. So there's some time to really get your tickets, you know. So he's not he's not going to, like, you know, just leave us out because, you know, that 
is Justin Timberlake, so that would get sold out. For all of our alternative slash rock fans, Blink-182 with Pierce DeVille will be going on tour in 2024, which is super exciting because I feel like I haven't really heard from them in a while. I haven't either, actually. Yeah, Pierce DeVille, I remember they, um, they actually used to do a lot of covers. So they um have a cover of um Bruno Mars's song Just the Way You Are that I've always loved. It's on Spotify. I believe it's on Apple Music so you can listen to it there. They're a really cool band. Um it's kind of nice to kind of see them just kind of come up and kind of just grow like that. More exciting news from the Afrobeat section. Burna Boy is touring right now and will be in Boston on March 2nd. So tickets are on sale now. You should go and grab them while they're hot. You know, it's Burna Boy. He's he's a big star, so that can easily be sold out. Um, and also, another big star is Drake. Drake will be in Buffalo, New York, February 27th to February 28th. He was kind enough to literally make two days at the same stadium. <laughs> so he's also open and available too. Someone who's not on my list but is recently also out too is Kanye West. So Kanye West is also on tour. He's actually on tour with his daughter, North. So check up and see if you can grab those tickets. Um, they might be pricey though. So All right. And on my list, Avril Lavigne is going to be going starting this May on tour with All Time Low and Simple Plan, which is kind of exciting. I know All Time Low. I love them. Um, I think the way I think it's going to be is almost sort of like her own era's tour, which is exciting. I know. It's going to be um, so much fun. <laughs> and when it comes to tri-state area, uh, on August 20th, she'll be in Darien Center, New York. On the 21st, she'll be in Hartford. On the 22nd, she'll be in Homedale in New Jersey. She'll be on the 24th in Massachusetts in Mansfield. And then she'll be back in the area... On the 27th and the 29th, on the 27th, she'll be in Wonton, New York. And on the 29th, she'll be in Camden, New Jersey. Look at um, She's the best. Like, all of her tours are literally in the Trace area. <laughs> I feel like we should definitely try to go to one of those. Cause I know. I, I feel like we should, too. Nice to see her. So, yeah. So, we'll try maybe. Speaking of Iris tour, uh, Taylor did start going back on hers. She went back on the 7th. I believe it's all going to be international now. I don't think she's coming back to this area anytime soon unless she adds more dates. I think like a few more U.S. dates and a few Canada dates, but otherwise she's not really going to be around, I don't think. Mm. Um, and then what I'm personally, two tours that I am personally excited for very much. Uh, on the 23rd, Olivia Rodrigo is going on her guts tour. I'm so excited because she'll be in New York, uh, like all in the first week of April, and I have tickets to go. I have tickets to see her. I am so excited. I'm so this is my personality now. Um, I'm really excited. I almost cried when my friend said she had them. So that was fun. And then Fall Out Boy is going on their second leg of their So Much for Stardust tour. It's much shorter than the one they did over the summer. This one's going pretty much just uh, March and April. And they'll be, I believe they'll be March 22nd in New York City at Madison Square Garden. I'm still trying to get tickets to that. They're going to be with Jimmy Eats World, I believe, and a few others. But Jimmy Eats World is kind of the exciting one to me because I feel like I haven't seen them in a while. Mm. Let me know how that concert is. I was so mad I couldn't go to the Fall Out Boy ticket one because it was $700 for the ticket. It was so crazy. I know. I went to the one in um, Queens in the beginning of August, and it was a lot of fun. My one thing that I didn't like was that this wasn't like a venue that was set up to have like screens where you could see them very well. Mm. so I will say like kind of my section because I was like in the back like it was a small venue so like it wasn't like that but there wasn't so much singing and dancing I feel like going along so at times I kind of sat there like you know I was singing I was cheering I was like and then like no one else really was and I was like okay I'm gonna stop stop. (laughs) and nobody was singing or cheering 
Well, they they were and they weren't. Like, not they they were, but not how I was. Oh, that's crazy. Well, and I mean, you've seen videos of me at concerts. Yes, I'm. I'm fun. very excited anytime I'm at a concert. Listen, that's that's me at a J Cole concert. Like, <laughs> listen, um, but yeah, so that's exciting for tours. Um, probably next time there'll be even more going on, and we'll have more to share. But now I think we should move on to Brandy's history of the day, and I'm so excited to hear. Yes. That. So thank you so much for staying with us. You are listening to Two Broke Music Girls. So we are both music lovers and we are also both broke. So <laughs> it's a double entendre, basically. But a part of um, our music love is also the history piece of music. So as you guys know, February is also Black History Month. So I thought it would be kind of fun to just kind of drop in a quick fact and share something with you guys that are really cool. Here's our cool fact of this episode. So rap did not become popular until the 1960s to the 1970s with this song called Rap Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang, which is actually a UK band. You can look them up on YouTube and listen to the song. So Rapper's Delight was actually one of the first songs played on the radio and it actually went up to the top 30. But it wasn't until, obviously, you know, like the 1980s, the 1990s that rap really kind of took off with groups kind of like NDVA with Ice Cube and Outkast and Wu-Tang Clan. But way before any of those groups, there was actually a group called the Jubilaries, which was a Christian quartet group who harmonized and had dynamic vocals about gospel music during 1935 to 1950. They were featured on popular shows such as the Ed Sullivan Show and the Arthur Godfrey Show. Um, so, which is actually a pretty cool, fun fact. But one of their most famous songs is called Noah. And it's actually considered one of the first rap songs due to the rhythm and the lyrics and how the group vocalized the song. So what we're going to do for you is kind of play a snippet of the song on this show right here. Ooh. Which is super mm-hmm. exciting. And this is my first time listening, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. They actually harmonize pretty well. Yeah, I'm into this. I know, it it makes you feel like... Yeah, I can see what they're saying. Yeah. Interesting, because I feel like you wouldn't think um, a song like that would, like, kind of be kind of... Like, when you look at rap today, it's I mean, it's sort of interesting to know that this is part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's interesting to know um, that this... Because it feels kind of folksy, too. Yeah, it is. It's kind of folksy. So a lot of rap kind of pulls from a lot of, like, jazz, blues and a lot of like African storytelling. So it's kind of interesting to kind of see like, this is like one of the first groups to really like utilize that in such the early stages of like television and entertainment. It's also kind of cool too, cause they're actually an all black group. <laughs> oh, nice, okay. Yeah, on TV, I was like, wow. Yeah, on the Ed Sullivan <laughs> show too. Like that's really good. Yeah, it's like interesting. So it's just, it's just kind of. I like it. it. It reminds me of like one of those really old gospel songs or like one of those old children's songs. Absolutely. So that was the historic fact for this episode. Um, if you want to learn more about this fun fact, there are multiple places that you can check them out. You can also go to your local library to learn more about the Jubilaries because they are a very important part of music culture as well as African-American culture. You can also go to the wearethebroadcasters.com or you can go to Rapzilla to actually learn more about this group and listen to more of their songs 
which are now open to the public. So you can watch them on YouTube. You can also check them out on Spotify and Apple Music. All right. All right. I like that was very interesting, actually. I really liked that. I know, it was, um, like, interesting, right? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get, like, interesting facts, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's cool, though. Brandy, you also have an artist that you want to highlight for us today, right? Yes. On the Two Broke Music Girls, we also have a segment where we feature local artists. So if you are a local musician, singer, beat maker, please contact us. You can email us at twobrokemusicgirls at gmail.com. You can send that is over- two, the number two. Yep, the number two. So it has to be the number two. So that way you can kind of like reach us and let us know um, your music so we can feature you on our show and kind of promote you that way. You can also reach out to us on Instagram at Two Broke Music Girls at Instagram. So that's also the also, number two. Also the number two. So this week's theme is actually the Lost Tribe CT. So the Lost Tribe CT is a local band made up of nine members that each play an intricate part in the band. It was founded in 2016 with the intent of lending African-based music and African-based dysphoric themes, such as jazz, funk, blues, and reggae. I had the pleasure of actually watching them perform at an art show that I was a part of that was an open house in my local area. So please show this amazing band some fun, especially if you're interested in instrumentals at any point in time. You can follow them at Lost Tribe CT on Instagram. And they're there for you. All right. And like Randy mentioned, if you are a musician, a beat maker, anything, feel free to reach out to us. Or if you're someone who like us who loves music, they love to talk about music, they wanna they you know, they have opinions about things, they wanna feel free to reach out to us because we're also open to doing like guest posts as well and having another person kinda talking to us. Especially, you know, you also might have knowledge about other genres that we don't have and we decided to cover everything. So if you're interested in joining, talking to us for about an hour, hanging out essentially, definitely email or DM us. We're totally into that. Yes, we are. We're also open to having local people just come and chat. Like, just come yeah. and vibe with us, enjoy some music. I hope your glass of wine or your can of beer was good. Hope it's how you had a snack. If you had a Bud Light, I feel so sorry for you, but... You don't have to do them like that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I'm Casey Lynn. And I'm Brandy J. And this was Two Broke Music Girls. Thank you for listening. Bye.